So lingering on this one a bit, where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. And at risk of labouring the point, I'm going to do it anyway. This is all about everything for an audience of one. Your heart, which is what we're talking about, will go after what it treasures like a dog goes after a bone. I left you with the thought yesterday, just where is your heart? And I showed you how to find out. It has to do with focus, what yours is. It will be what has your attention 24-7. Perish the thought, it could be yourself. I have known people who were so self-absorbed they nearly disappeared up their own tailpipe. It's what you dwell on, where your interests lie, what you care about, dream about, and ultimately it will prove to be what motivates you. It will be what propels you into action. Now there's a thought. Because if your focus is earthly, it will propel you into the things of the earth, like the man with the motorbike. If it is heavenly, it will propel you into doing the will of the Father, to the exclusion of everything else. Which is why Paul says in Colossians 3, 1 and 2, in the message again, He is your life. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where the action is. Seeing things from his perspective. It's all about pleasing him above everyone and everything else and ensuring as far as within you lies you are doing his will, just as you asked in the Lord's Prayer. It's about living in the place that Jesus died to give us, our placement in the Godhead. We are intended to be one as they are one. That's what Jesus prayed for on the night he died, one in purpose and heart, doing things together, not independently, co-workers with Christ. It could sum up the whole of our journey. We learn to let go of our independence and trust in him alone, to work to his agenda, not ours to lay down our resentment, bitterness and rebellion and forsaking all, trust only him. Sounds a bit like the marriage vow, forsaking all, cleave ye only unto him or her. It's meant to sound like a marriage vow, that is, because, you see, dear, it is. You are the bride of Christ and at the very least you are amazing, a people never before seen on the earth because God lives in you. And you are engaged to his son, preparing for your wedding day. Is that a revelation to you? Brilliant. Enjoy. The more you understand this, really understand it, really, really get it, the more you will cooperate with his Holy Spirit as you live and move in the kingdom of light. And the closer you will come to hearing what we all want to hear on that day. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord.